can possibly think of was about to be made. Chapter 2 Doomsday Express Brian and his older sister Prue were in the middle of their school holidays, but Mr and Mrs Fitzpatrick were not on holiday at all. At eight o'clock, they called goodbye to their children and drove off in separate cars in opposite directions. Prue was left in charge. She went straight back to bed, leaving Brian with nothing to do. Just like yesterday, he thought, and the day before, and the day before that. He went to the window again to see if it was true. Were the Hendersons really leaving? That little truck would not take much furniture. The Guthrie's' furniture had been loaded into an enormous van, and even then there was not enough room. As he watched and wondered, another truck arrived. But it was not a van like the Guthrie's used. This was a Mack truck with a growling engine that belched black smoke from a pipe jutting high into the air. It had a name, too, painted on the driver's cabin. Doomsday Express. The trailer behind it was low and flat and very long, with more wheels than Brian had ever seen on one truck in his whole life. He had a bad feeling about this. Before long, a third truck joined them. It carried a neatly stacked pile of wooden posts. They were square at the ends and rather short for posts. In fact, they reminded Brian of the sleepers he had seen under train tracks. But there was no train line here, just the Hendersons' house. His bad feeling got worse. He went to tell Prue, but she wouldn't wake up. When he insisted, she turned to the wall and growled at him, Go away! There was only one thing for it. Brian would have to find out what was happening by himself. He marched out the front door and across the road. The first man he saw welcomed him with a smile. G'day, little mate. Come to watch, have you? He was the most ragged man Brian had ever seen. His T-shirt had holes, his shorts as well. But worst of all were his runners. They must have been white once, but now they were dark grey with dirt and a big toe poked through the top of each one. My name is Kenny, said the man, smiling. You can help me if you want. Um, what are you going to do? asked Brian. He was surprised to find the man so friendly. This was all rather confusing. Do? said Kenny. We're going to move the house, of course. You mean the furniture? the boy said. Furniture? No, we don't move furniture. Kenny told him. Look! He pointed to the battered truck parked nearby. On this side, the painted words were not as faded. Brian read them to himself. Bob's house removals. House removals? He cried. That's right, mate. We don't move furniture. We move whole houses. Chapter 3. Patch. I think you're making a mistake, Brian told his new friend, Kenny. Mistake? The man looked worried for a moment. What do you mean? Well, the Hendersons didn't say they were moving. You must have the wrong house. Wrong house? Can't be. He looked around until he saw what he was searching for. The frown left his face and he was smiling again. Nah, I told you so. You see that letterbox over there? It has a number on it, doesn't it? We're not silly, you know. 
This is the number the boss told us. Number 42. Could it be true? Kenny seemed very sure, and 42 was definitely the Henderson's address. Could I speak to your boss, then? Brian asked. If you want to, he said. As a matter of fact, you're in luck. He's just arrived. Brian turned around in time to see a car pull into the side of the road. This was not battered and scratched like Kenny's little truck. The sunlight gleamed from every part of this car, the smooth black paint, the dark windows, the shiny silver hubcaps. Bob's house removals was painted on the front door in clear, fresh letters. That's the boss now. His real name is Bob. Well, we all call him Patch. Patch? Yes, it's a kind of a nickname. Brian could imagine a dog named Patch. A big...